into it because we got a lot to cover. I am so excited that today we're doing a show business live pop-up with your girl Shonique Sneed. And um, if you guys have not checked out this podcast before, you can listen to the first season where all podcasts are listened to, Spotify, Apple Music, and you can get um, a lot of information and a lot of cool stories about cool choreographers and people in show business, period. Um, and Carmeet did the first season. She was actually my first guest, but it has been as you guys all know, crazy since, uh, what, the end of last year and just 2020 period. So with everything and the quarantine and the shutdown, I'm keeping the show business podcast going, but I'm doing it live. And this is, I believe, my fourth episode. And I'm extremely excited to bring on my next guest, which is one of my dearest and closest friends, talented, beautiful, a go-getter. I mean, I said she's like a, she is a pussycat doll, like for life because she's a kitty cat. I was like, you've got nine lives, girl. We are going to get to know Carmeet prior to her dance and singing career. She was a rhythmic gymnast. She has been a dancer for some of the most iconic artists in this world, including her Virgo twin, uh, birthday twin, Beyonce. And she, as you guys all know her for uh, being a famous pussycat doll, and they are back. They're on a pause right now, like the rest of us, but she's an OG, and uh, I'm just going to let her break it down for you guys. So just give some love to my bestie, Miss Carmi. Hey. What's up? Hey. Hey. I love that you were playing Snoop. <laughs> so good. Hey. Let me stop this. All right. So, yeah, you know, that's how we'll get into it. West Coast all the way. Hi, boo. Hey, boo. Hey. I, I, listen, it's so crazy because this whole quarantine thing is really making, you know, giving us time to kind of, I've been digging in the archives, let's just say, last night. Yep. Well, because you actually asked me for some pictures, right? I did. For some, I did. Oh, my God. I'm just laughing at, like, the, the thing about um, Instagram Live is, like, once you go on and you look you look at something you don't like, you can't fix it, right? I'm like, hey, should we do cute filters right now? I'm down. How do you do let's that? Do okay, so see the little smiley? Yes. And then go and find you a cute filter, and then we can nah. have a. This is this one's one of my favorites. <laughs> okay, I'm glow. It's a glow, but no, I need to like find like a regular one that's like not too obnoxious. How do you? Ooh, is this sparkly? No, oh, that's no, 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 no. 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 Oh my god, that's all blinding lights. <laughs> <laughs> no, I found my filter. Jolie's out. Ooh, I got black and white. That's cute. That's black and white. That's cute. But then you're going to have to shift it because we can't have black and white the whole time. But the black and white was cute. We need a, a little, uh, okay. <laughs> All right. Anyways, whatever. We'll leave it. Okay. We'll leave it. So, um, yeah, so digging in the archives, this whole thing has just been so nostalgic. I mean, I've found some incredible stuff. I'm like freaking out, but 
it's really made me go back and be like, wow, I've just done so much. And I, and life has moved, moves so fast that for a long time, I just never went back to like go over or look review. And I remember I used to get like, my mom would be like, give me a copy of this, give me a copy. I'm like, oh, I can't have time for all that. I'm like doing so much stuff. And I'm so glad that she stayed on that and collected Absolutely. all the things that I did, the convert, because I literally forgot like half the things that I did. It's kind of insane, but yeah. um, it's cool. So I've been looking at pictures and videos and I just really need to transfer all that VHS stuff to, uh, I don't know what, not, well, not DVDs, I, but- You would do a file, just get it on a- it, like, yeah. It, exactly. Yep. I've been doing that already. That's exactly what I've been doing. Um, I started finding, I did the same thing. I started yeah. finding old archives. And to be honest, um, first off, welcome, boo. I mean, hey. damn. We <laughs> Round two. Round, Round two. two. Right? Oh, I love Round it. Congratulations to you. Thank Showbiz, you. full visual Ness. effects. Business. Business. <laughs> yeah. But, um, you guys, welcome Carmeet, one of my dearest and closest and oldest friends. And we're going to get into some some stuff that would be hilarious and some yeah. of our pre-days before everything just kind of exploded. I guess that would be the best thing to say. But um, yeah. I think what I wanted to do was let everybody know, first off, your name. You know, I don't know. I know you have your stage name, so you don't have to tell your full name if you don't want to. But hometown and just kind of like who Carmeet was growing up before we get into right. the business, the show <laughs> business. And like what right. you said with the archives, that's, to be honest, that's one of the things that inspired me about doing this podcast and about doing the IG Live. It's going back, because I forgot half the stuff. I'm like, wait, we did that, we did that. You sent me some pictures last night. I don't even remember who the person was we were hugging. <laughs> I was like, wait, who's, I was like, who okay. was that? You know, but I did just, send you pictures of us dancing with Quo. Yes, you did. And we're going to get into that, too. Okay. That was Okay, but back it up. Carmi, let everybody know. Give them your name, hometown, and break that out. I guess how we met, too, because this is how it all comes together. For real. So, basically, okay, Carmi, my lay, Bahar, my middle name is Hawaiian. Um, born and raised in L.A., West Coast, West Side, grew up here, and that's how I met Shonique when I was yep. 17, or yep. I was 18, and you were 17, Yeah, right? Yeah. Something yeah. like that. It was basically, that was it. Yeah, so, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm a straight Cali girl, you know, uh, spent a lot of time on the beach, on the West Side, like, yep. literally, the West Side is where I still live, you know, it's ah. like... It's, it's just a part of who I am all day. And we were very um, deep in, I think, the sort of hip hop culture in the 90s era coming up. That was kind of where we both came up, you know, doing jobs, even working for artists, dancing for artists. Mm -hmm. And it was so fun. Like that's a big so part much of me. And so much fun. But at the same time, I found pictures of me and Robin too. So I met her, yes. you know, in the 93-ish. Um, and that was also brewing alongside my career. My dance career was the Pussycat Dolls, you know, which were kind of growing and evolving. And we were cultivating it as an underground, you know, show here before the whole next chapter of the recording group. So that was ingrained in my identity as well, you know, being a Pussycat Doll. So there's this kind of like that side. And then there was Burlesque. like the thug. Yeah, the there was the thug in me. 
exactly absolutely and you do that's one of the things that you know i think makes you unique you have a lot of different i call you the multifaceted thing and i think our besties our tribe are like that anyway we're pretty yeah. much we're pretty multifaceted in a lot of different arenas just genuinely you know but yes. yeah. uh, you are hip-hop but then also the burlesque sexy you know yeah. um foundation i guess the vintage part but let's go even before that because we're talking chameleons. about we're chameleons Absolutely. But let's go even before that, because we're talking about um, uh, hometown. Tell it's us a little bit about your, about your mom and dad and your uh, your background, because I, people don't know your nationality that much, I realize. You know really? I, mean? I feel like and, I say it all the time, but, you know, I, I guess know, but feels like that. I much, like, we don't talk, it's not, well, go ahead and bring it at least to this particular thing, because I think you do, but it doesn't get, it right. doesn't get sealed. You know what I well, mean? Because your identity is more like the redhead. Right, Put that's that true. Doll, but your identity doesn't not go into like Pacific Islander. You know what I mean? So right, or, right. Other, other. I'm other. No. I mean, but just, no. but just the background, just that background. You know, my mom was born in Indonesia. She's mixed, uh, Indonesian, Dutch, Chinese, and my father is from Israel. So I, uh, they both met here in LA. But I, so I was born and raised here pretty much, but you know, we're all very multicultural. I was just talking about that with somebody recently and it's just like, we're all a big soup nowadays. You know, we're all yeah. mixed. If you ever do your genealogy, which I did do yes. my DNA tribes, it was amazing because the number one, well, the number one highest percentage, you have a million things that you're comprised of. The highest percentage was Tunisian. I was like, Ooh, so yeah, yeah. I did. Mine was uh, uh, from the Bahamas or something. Ah, like, I, really? Yeah, that makes that, sense. I know. <laughs> <laughs> but it I was, was it was it was Caribbean, and then before that, like Miley, Africa is like oh. where, where, where the you know. But I um, love that. Yeah, so that 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 was crazy. So then, and tell us a little bit about your dad dancing and like some of his you know mime work and stuff like that. Yes, my dad was. Um, in love with Gene Kelly and he saw him in the movies in Israel and he used to like ditch school to go sneak in the movies and watch him because he was obsessed with dance and so when he moved from Israel to, to the States he came to New York and somebody had given him a referral to work with Bob Fosse and I was like ah dad my god he didn't end up doing it because he got a job in a club he didn't have any money when he came here and he got a job in a club and they were like would you open up for this whatever show he was like yeah and he just started from there creating his own thing he did a lot mm -hmm. of pantomime work in israel with marcel marceau and then coming mm -hmm. to new york he had a really cool story just falling into you know jobs and working with elvis presley and dancing ah. and doing you know um movies and tv and stuff like that he didn't even speak English very well. It's interesting. I know. I didn't know that. Yeah. So anyways, when he came to LA, he um, started a dance company called Hadarim. It was an Israeli folk dance uh, company where, and he met my mom and they got married and they were on tour for 14 years, seven of which I think was before I was born and then seven after basically. I feel, I always say I grew what? up on tour because That's I just true. remember being in the wings, watching them dance. And that was oh. what I was that's what I grew up with, watching them perform. So it was kind of innate in me and something that I, they always supported me in as well, you know, knowing that I had a passion for it, which was great because I think for me, 
you know, being born cleft lip and cleft palate, I had a lot of, um, you know, I dealt with a lot of bullying. I dealt with, I cried a lot, you know, when kids are like, well, what's that? What's that? Right. You know, and I had to explain myself. And I think arts and dancing, especially performing, you know, I performed with my dad a dance when I was three years old, where we did lifts and the stuff uh, to you light of my life. And it's the cutest thing. And it's like, that kind of stuff is where I found my connection and just feeling fully expressed and, and, um, you know, just free of any of the conscious things that were, I was dealing with because growing up, I went through a lot of surgeries and I was in and out of the hospital and, you know, it's, it's like a crash course in life. You, you're like, well, what is different about me? You know, why, what, you know, is so, but again, you don't know that anything's, that's not the normal either. You know what I mean? It was just, but, um, so if you could tell, give a little bit more of an example. Well, first off, before we go to that, because I want to get a little bit more of an example about your cleft lip journey as a child and then also the organization that you're a part yeah. of for yeah. it. But before that, what was the tour that they were on? Was that Elvis or what tour? Would, oh, no, was, no, 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 no. My dad, my dad, hit the company, Hadarim, they toured and they did performances all right. the time. And it Got was just like, and yeah. that was. That was the 14 years of basically being on tour then. Seven years and then seven. Dang. So, my yeah, mom, you're right. They were born mom, on No, but my mom and my dad did, like, movies and stuff together. And my mom modeled and did commercials and stuff. And then, um, so, yeah, it was part of, like, growing up with them, which is really cool. My dad had albums on the wall. You know, my mom still has them. He did, like, I don't know how many, at least I don't know, like 10, at least 10, he got a deal with capital. This is like, right. back when, I mean, he created his own lane, you know, he, it wasn't his music, but he was having right. some original music made as well as using uh, certain music that he would create choreographed dances to, and then would sell the records. He got a deal with capital. I'm sure he got yeah. a crap deal. <laughs> he know, basically, he I mean, he like, he, yeah, he did. He, he came deep. up. He's, he was like how, how people are doing, what people are doing now. You right. know what I mean? Like, I mean, entrepreneur, yeah, you got to create your own brand. Yeah, and you that, know, so he's that's he's, like somebody I know. <laughs> well, you know, we all we all have to do that, but I was definitely Hustle. inspired by them for sure. And and uh, and my mom and my dad both taught dance for the rest of their lives. I mean, they still, you know, they're they're both retired now, but like that was their career. My mom yeah. taught in the LA Unified School District. Uh, for yep. over 25 years, my dad taught all over the world, you know, he's really folk dancing. So it's been a part of, you know, my life for sure. Yep. And, and I'm fortunate that they support me because I know that there's a lot of people that don't have their parents support. So yeah, no, definitely. Tell, give us a little bit more of an, um, you know, tell us about the clip, what cleft lip is and your a short little journey, if you can, about like, you know, how you dealt with it and then overcame your breakthrough from it, you know? Well, uh oh, I you're a little bit, I think you paused a little bit, Needy. Oh, I am? Oh, yeah, there we go. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, I, you know, I went through numerous surgeries um, and repair surgeries and I did a lot. Oh, there's somebody that says, yes, Miss Van Minen was my dance teacher at Bancroft. Yes. <laughs> I think that's, Shana, that's the twins. It's either Shauna or Nikki Miller, oh. Courtney's, um, sisters. Budley, Miss Budley to you. Oh, okay. Oh my yeah. God. Courtney's sister? No way. Yes. Twins. It's either Shauna or Nikki. Yes. No way. 
Yep, um, I actually found I... pictures with Courtney last night in my wow. going through my archives, like and yeah, like crazy. It's crazy from Van from um Hamilton from Hamilton from high school. But anyway, so, yeah, going what, through this. What is cleft lip for people that don't know what it is? Well, cleft is basically when something in the womb it doesn't completely form, doesn't complete. So like. It could be a cleft heart. It could be a cleft. It could be anything. But in my case, it was cleft lip and palate, which is the third most common birth defect, um, where your lip doesn't completely close and your palate, the soft palate up top, doesn't close. So gotcha. it's open. So it's open to the nasal cavity. So and it could be a, a small cleft, or it could be full cleft, or it could be bilateral, which is both. Oh, wow. Okay. Which can be all the way open. So there's many different variations. I mean, they've come a long way in what they can do now. Gotcha. And so all my life, I was definitely involved with like, you know, organizations and kind of giving back to or speaking at different events. But at, when the dolls kind of got a good, you know, amount of notoriety, I was able to contact Operation Smile and become an ambassador. It's been, gosh, 12 years now, at least. And I've been on missions and, you know grateful that I got to go through the process with some of these kids. I went to Bolivia and I was able to go, you know, pre-surgery in the actual surgery room with them, seeing how the doctors do what they do. And I was, it was very cathartic. It was intense. And yep. then I was able to hold these kids post-surgery oh and know exactly what they were feeling. And it was really, really intense, but, but healing in a way, because one of the mothers was like, can you be my daughter's godchild? You know, like, they're just like, it was so beautiful to know that they were now going to have this new, renewed sense of life, you know, from a surgery that takes 45 minutes. It's incredible. Wow. Um, but it definitely affects your self-esteem and everything that you experience becomes your perspective. It's a lens that you end up seeing life through. Just like everybody, I feel, has something that, that has been... Um, that's life, you know, that you go through something that affects you, that becomes your story, so to speak. Right. Um, and it can be traumatic or it can be something that you, like you said, break through. And I was able to kind of, you know, use what my passion, what I love, dancing and singing and performing and, you know, interacting. I'm very mm -hmm. social and um, I'm an optimist. I mean, I, I, I like to interact with people, connect energy. Like that's big for me. So to be able to do that on this platform now in my life, I'm just so grateful because it has helped me push through and realize that my cleft is, is part of my character. It's part of who I am. It's made me stronger. It's made me recognize, you know, maybe I would have been more superficial or something if I didn't, you know, right, what I mean? right, like, right. Yeah, absolutely. It's a, yeah, like you said, it's a part of your character. It's a part of your testimony. Yeah. And then also you made awareness. And even though now you're making an awareness on like a public platform, you made awareness with just your best friends. I had never heard of it before. So like with me yeah. having like a bestie and then you're like explaining. So it made it like a normal Aww. which is what I guess everyone's doing now, you know, making what we don't know, the once you understand it and you have a friend that's going through it, then it's now a part of your situation. So you've been making it an awareness for, from the smaller and now to the public, so. Yeah, I mean, look at these, like, the there are a lot of people on like TikTok who have like millions of followers who have probably sort of some sort of handicap or something, or they look different and they are, killing it because they're Absolutely. sharing themselves they're sharing their light 
else. through whatever they're going through. It's really crazy. And I love seeing that. Like it's powerful because people are interested. They're intrigued. They've never seen that or they didn't know that that existed, you know, and people put in, in an initial stigma on things. Oh, that yeah. person's not just when different. They if they're like different, they, they're like handicapped in, in a way that they think they're not normal. They can't do normal things. And what I love about TikTok is that there's these people who are just like, they're like doing the savage dance and they're, you know, and they're maybe like smaller or don't have an arm or don't have a son. And you're just like, whoa, it's express. I, expressing express. yourself. It's I love it. Themselves. I know. I love that. I so love speaking it. of yourself, your first expression was competitive gymnastics. Ooh. Let's get right to it. Tell everybody how you got into rhythmic gymnastics and then how you got out. <laughs> right. That part. Um, I started artistic gymnastics. I was always, my mom said I was always on my hands when I was a little girl. So by five, she put me in artistic gymnastics and I did that for about five years tumbling. I had a couple spills. I remember doing, um, I, uh, I under rotated for, I did like back handsprings across the floor and the last one I overextended and I kind of landed on my head and like crumbled and my neck cracked and I was like, Ooh, okay. That was kind of scary, but I was young and I was fine. You know? Yeah. Uh, I did a back handspring on the beam and my hand slipped off. So I like kind of landed and I was like, okay. And then I had to start getting this insecurity fear. And I'm like, this is not like there's this risk involved with it. And it was just not like fun. Like I wanted it to be anymore. And then I saw rhythmic in the Olympics and I was like, dying over it because there was this beautiful ribbon and the equipment and it involved dancing. And I was like, my mom, I remember being in the pool that day, then or the day, or I don't know if it was the day or the day after I saw it on the Olympics, and I was just doing rhythmic in the pool all day. My mom was like, "Okay, I gotta find her a gym somewhere." <laughs> and throwing so, ribbon in a ball, and <laughs> I was creating my own in the morning. Yeah, yeah. yeah and Donna and Nikki, both of the twins, are in here right now, and they said they remember you dancing with the ribbon and the ball. <laughs> we all do. You yes, were girl, girl with your ribbon and your ball. Yes. <laughs> oh my god, I love it. Yeah, so hey, my, my mom found me a gym <laughs> and enrolled me, and I started competing immediately because I already had an advantage. At, I was dancing, and, and mm -hmm. I had done gymnastics, so I already was like, it just was like, it clicked for me. So I started competing. I competed from the age of 10 to 19. I mean, ironically, right. when you're like 19, 20, you're old in gymnastics, you know, that, which now I understand because your body is so, so limber right. when you're young, and that's when you can do everything and anything, but... Yeah, I went to, I was national team. I, um, I went, I did, then I did group for world championships and the Pan Am games, which is a whole different level group routine is like six people. And mm -hmm. my dog keeps peeking and it's hilarious. And, um, <laughs> and then, and then I did the Olympic trials and I placed fifth in 93 and that was sort of my exit Nice. Yeah, they only take the top two, but you know, I had an incredible career. I traveled, I had competed, and it's a very competitive sports is a whole other realm. Like I'm a performer, so I had to, I took pride in creating new elements, in designing my leotards and my music, and you choreographing the routine, side of right side, right, yeah. getting the crowd to be like, yeah, you know, and and then you you make one mistake in one of the four you know whatever routines or five different right. apparatus and you go from like you know a top position to like you know bottom 
thought or whatever, you know, just like mm -hmm. that, because it's, so it kind of, I phased out of that world because it was just was like, not really, it's more of a mental sport for me. And I wasn't like, I wanted to have fun. So I was also dancing and I had auditioned for something with Vince Patterson. Yeah. So move right into the dancing because you know, you did even at, even with just that little small piece, you made a mark. So that's what's so cool. Like that's part of your legacy. You know, I was, you gave yeah. me those, I'm looking at the pictures and I'm looking <laughs> at the, and I'm like, I knew you right after that, but it was like still at the end of yeah. that part. So I feel like, like I said, your nine lives, like, yeah, <laughs> I've seen you through so many different lives. Yeah. So, the, it, so what was your first gig? Let's go right into what was your well, first? Gig? I auditioned for something when I was, I think I believe I was like 14, 15. Well, I got, okay. I was dancing um, at Paradise, which is a studio in Encino. And I was dancing with Russell Clark, you know, a beautiful friend of mine who passed away, choreographer. And he used to have uh, people come into the class and Julie McDonald was yeah. one of the first dance agents at JHR. She came in, I was 14 and she was like, oh my God, you're fantastic. I would love to bring you on. I was like amazed. I was like, whoa, my mind was blown. But I wasn't really prepared to do the emancipation thing at that time. That it's not like now all these young kids work and it's a whole different ball game. Absolutely. Schooling and the whole thing. It was like, I was still in school. I was still doing my thing. And um, so I signed on at 14. I was young, but I really didn't start working until I was like kind of 18. I kind of waited. Yep. I was like, I might, I might as well finish school. I was still competing in rhythmic. So I was still yep. focused on that, but I, I did join Marguerite Derrick's uh, company, The Vibes, when I was like, I think I was wow. 16, something like that. And, you know, so, but my first official job, which I was trying to look through the archives last night, was yeah. a movie with Richard Gere called And the Band Played On. It was a little scene. I think that's what it was. I swear yeah. to God, like, I've done so much. I was like, what came when? What first? was it? Exactly. Man, but, okay. Yeah. So then, so now you've gone into your first gig and now you're starting to get the taste of being a professional dancer like you said you were because I feel like you were transitioning right almost at the same time of exiting rhythmic and then I going dancing and then me and you met yeah in, at That's, that time at an audition Motown no Robert, Robert Townsend. Townsend yeah yeah I mean well and that that so I did what was cool is into the dance world my transition was that I my little competitive I mean my edge was that I had rhythmic you know and so I people always laugh but I would like oh, pop my trunk and pull out my ribbon <laughs> and my ball and my hoop and my rope and I would do all this stuff and I also had a bunch of tricks that were like acro kind of that people hadn't seen yet from the rhythmic world Absolutely. now everybody does everything you know right but exactly. that was that's what set me apart you know people are like oh do you tumble I'm like yeah I can tumble but I can do this other shit and it's really cool and so I even did ribbon on Beyonce and on tour. Yeah. So, tell me, so what came first, Ricky or Beyonce? Ricky came first. I met Robin Anton doing an Herbalife Industrial. I want to say it was like 93. So tell me, but before you go on, was it? Well, <laughs> no, it was not that. That's the thing. So I met Robin. We did an industrial. She's like, we start. She's like, I have this idea for the show. You know, inspired by Sweet Charity. It wasn't called the Pussycat Dolls. And I was like, Oh my God, I would love to do it. 
we started doing some stuff, some underground shows like House of Blues and Glam Slam, like. Right. And then um, she was like, oh, I'm going to choreograph this tour for Ricky Martin. And I was like, who? She's like, he's on General Hospital. He had not crossed over. This is 94, I believe. And he was like, this was, he was still doing only like South America tours. So she choreographed, it was just two people on tour. It was Stella and me, (laughs) Stella and I. And we did a total rhythmic moment in it. And it was just like, you know, a different world. So I knew Ricky from then, back then. In fact, I'll send you, I probably will post a picture of him. He's got like this big fluffy hair and I got like the Bjork knots. It's crazy. And then when I came back is when we really kicked off like the Pussycat Dolls thing. And like, I think it was like 95 was when we started really like doing more shows and more shows. Ricky then called me back to do the Vita Loca thing in 99. That was like, uh, come on the world tour with me. And I was like, hell yeah. So so we we were calling you, like everybody was calling you the La Vida Loca girl. Because basically like what we were talking about. Hey, hey, Key, Key's in here. Hey, boo. Um, No, not Stella Cho, um, Stella Angelova. Yeah, Stella Angelova. Yeah. (laughs) So everybody was calling you that because the song would come on and this was like your theme song. Like you would just walk. I would shake around. (laughs) I'd be just like shaking around. I popped out of that trunk. That was one of the best tours, though, by far. Like, that goes up there. I mean, aside from being my own artist, you know, as Pussycat Dolls, like, Ricky's tour was by far the most incredible because I think it was before the era of when there was no more money in music. Right. Um, And there was a lot of money in music, and we were all, you know, it was a huge band tour we had the best tour buses we all stayed at like you know um the best hotels five-star hotels with ricky we all had our own rooms this is this is so you know the irony i don't know if you know the story frank gatson always tells the story it's freaking hilarious that when i was on tour with beyonce and we were doing stuff and then they wanted us to go do uh fade to black you know with jay-z in new york and they were like okay yeah we're gonna do this you know the you know, but we want you guys to stay in these rooms and share rooms. And I was like, wow, I'm a grown ass woman. Why I got to share a room? I was like, I just got off tour with Ricky Martin and I have my own room, like sweets. You know what I'm saying? Like, why am I sharing a room? You know? And they all tell this story, you know, like, oh, she's a diva. She wants her own room. But Frank told me later, he was like, Beyonce respected you for that. I was like, that's right. You know what's up? I'm a grown ass woman. Grown ass. Woman. Exactly. When we were younger and like yeah. you know rookie love in the business, yeah. it was fun Absolutely. to share rooms. And Absolutely. and and if you choose to share a room with somebody, that's different. But when you're forced to share a room in New York, when the rooms are like a box already, I was like, mm-hmm. you know, and and anyway, you know what and I'm talking about. Because it is rookie love is different. When we were rookie love, we'd be like bundling it up. Oh my <laughs> god. You know what popped into my head? This was really crazy, but we did me and you went to like do a quick gig with Candyman, and we oh, <laughs> and then I think the club got shot up. So we remember we left. He left in the middle of the night, and then we ended up leaving or something crazy. We have many shootout stories. What is that about? <laughs> that was like some West Coast shit. You guys, that's the one thing about West Coast. When we were growing up, we kind of were growing up during the shootout time. So me and Carmeet would go to the club. We'd be like, hey, pop, 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 pop. And we literally you duck and be like, ow, like duck, crawling out. Running, like, 
and have to like roll out. <laughs> you know, like you look down the street and they'd be like bouncing the cars and you're like, oh, shit. Like, like, that, pop, really, pop. that really was our life. <laughs> I'm like, what the hell? Crazy, but we got out of there alive <laughs> and danced and then went back the next weekend. We're like, hey, what's <laughs> <you> Saturday? <laughs> Pick totally. me up. <laughs> what? That and then I crazy. ended up at your place the night of the, of the, uh, the earthquake. Earthquake. Oh, my God. We had After the, the biggest club, earthquake, we were there until the janitor kicked us out. In Los Angeles. Me and Carmeet went to the club, and I was in college, but I didn't go back to the dorm. The club was closer to my mom's house. So me and Carmeet said, hey, let's go to my mom's house and just crash since it was uh, so late. And then it was the biggest earthquake ever and the scariest thing ever experienced. I just remember being on, I still sleeping on your couch in my shirt, in my G-string. So when we ran outside, I was like, outside. Oh, holding the shirt down and it was freezing. And my car was locked in your garage underneath. Yes. So, so we couldn't even get into the car because all the electricity was out. And we were just like, that shit was crazy. We've gone through some stuff. We've gone through some crazy stuff. I mean, from 9-11 to... Um, oh my God, that's right. In New York in New York the day before 9-11 but we've gone through shootouts <laughs> we've gone through earthquakes, earthquakes. <laughs> we've gone through 9-11 what's so cool is you've got the uh, shot of you dancing for Ricky Martin in, with the Twin Towers on the side of you I know and that's epic now, there are no more Twin Towers so I mean you're a legacy you're a legend girl <laughs> so speaking of legend this legend Virgo Nation I'm surrounded by Virgos I love y'all yes, you are yeah, you guys are anal as hell, but <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> um, I was going to say, you're uh, Beyonce's birthday twin. They share the same yes. Um, birthday. Yes. But what was what was the, the very first uh, thing when Beyonce <laughs> came in? And I don't know if you guys, I'm sure everybody knows, especially Carmeet fans, that Carmeet came through with Beyonce. Hey! In and then, hey, uh oh, uh oh, uh oh, no, no, I'm popping it. You can't see <laughs> a one, two, three, four, and then she also oh, yeah, was that in was this a, one. That was it, walking, tipping, tip, 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 Martin, La Vida Loca girl, queen, moving into Beyonce, crazy in love, baby boy, take us to Beyonce times. Give it to us. Wow. That was a, that was a moment, which I, I'm fortunate to be because she had just, it was her breakout solo moment, you know, and it was a huge call, cattle call. And, um, you know, just, I was, I, yeah, it's pretty much like what they consider, you know, people always call me the white girl. And I laugh because right. I'm not, I'm not white, but I'm light in the sense that coloring wise. So Absolutely. I guess, you know, it's exactly. 
casting wise. <laughs> casting wise, right. Yes. So, but yeah, that was an amazing moment. It was so fun. And I would love to tour more with Beyonce because that energy, her, she's, she's a, she's a perfectionist, you know, she <laughs> works her ass off. I remember being in rehearsals with her and, you know, we always had to wear our heels the whole time. And, and then one time she was like, the whole time guys, <laughs> the, whole time, the whole time, like I don't wear my heels the whole time when I rehearse, I put them on like, yes. after I learned everything and then you know, right, going right, into right. full mode. But so yeah. basically she was just like, I remember one time she was sitting there and she was like, I see you, girl. I see you. I saw you in the Pussycat Dolls. I was like, oh, shit. Okay. She knows. Yeah, it was cute. So, but that, you know, we were kind of also coming up and building. So it was like simultaneous because honestly, we had signed a little something, you know, we had signed with Interscope, but not, you know, we were doing things here and there shows we were you know in the studio sometimes sometimes right. not um so me coming from working full-time non-stop I you know that was that's that was what I love to do and I was just like I'm if I was gonna get offered a job obviously I didn't take some a lot of things but when Beyonce was an opportunity I was like Yes, I'm wow. doing Beyonce. And yep. the other thing that I did in the interim before we dropped Don't Show was Janet Jackson's Super Bowl. Exactly. And I was just about to say, okay, so now we talked about <laughs> I, I meet her top three gigs. And Stop, she was Lou. like, Ricky Martin. Hey, Lou's in here. What up, Lou? It is uh, Ricky Martin. And you said it was a tie between Beyonce and who were the other ones? Well, well, no, you asked me my, my three favorite. My top was, I would say, Aaliyah, Rock the Aaliyah. Boat. Was, that Absolutely. was the top um, because there's a lot that gets that integrated into that experience. I mean, I, I think I was just telling Tanika the other day on, on Instagram Live. Yes. I've never hey. asked for a job <laughs> in yep. my life, but I specifically called Fatima like months before, and I was like, yo, I know you always hire guys to dance with Aaliyah. But like, if you ever do anything with girls, like, let me know, because I love her. And for some reason, I just feel like I, I need to work with her. Like, there's something wow. about her spirit. And then that transpired. And she's always been the source of strength for me. So that's by far my top gig. And then, of course, Pussycat Dolls would be my, my second slot, because it's been part of my identity and my life and my career. So that's huge. Um, and then I said it was a tie between a three ways. Right. Three-way tie for the third between Ricky, Janet, and Beyonce because, I mean, they're all amazing and have all impacted my life and iconic moments. And, I mean, I'm just grateful for having an incredible career prior to the Dolls as well, you know, because I felt like that also taught me so much about artistry and being in industry and yeah. how, you know, how it works. So I was prepared. I wasn't just thrown into the shark tank, you know. And yeah. so I think a lot of people respected me for you know, my relationships and I know a lot of people all over the world. Like we'll go to like some random country across the world and people will be like, God, you know, people everywhere. I'm like, cause I've been in the industry, grown up in LA, you know, we work with so many people. So, but to me that speaks volumes when people have good relationships with people, not just like on a celebrity status, like, Oh, I know that person. I'm cool with that person. Take a picture with that person. No, no. like I have like real, authentic relationships with people and that's cool like I can call people like for real yes. and have a real conversation not the service conversation 
that part, that, that part. You know, um, you know what I'm saying. Of course I do, love. Um, so Aaliyah, because we didn't tap touch into that, and yeah. Lissette was on here a couple of weeks ago, and she. Daddy, yes, love she, She's here right now, but she was actually on Show Business Live yeah. a couple of weeks ago, and she talked yes. about Aaliyah and just shared a few things, some of her moments. Do you want to share any moment that maybe, you know, fans haven't gotten a chance to hear or whatever, something special, you know, like a, but not anything that you wouldn't want to, like uh, Lissette, of course, certain things are private that were just for people that were a part of that. And then there's certain things that you just want to, you know, say that might be a, a cool moment to give people like <sighs> a nice, you know, feeling. Yeah. All of us love Aaliyah so much, you know? I love it. Emma said, I feel like we need a car meet autobiography. <laughs> That's cute. Ooh, you do, girl. That's you cute. do. <laughs> um, I love it. All the, the, the you know, PCD fans are incredible. Thank you guys for showing up. I know a lot of you stay up late to, to stay thank and watch you. this, so thank you. Yes. For Philippines, they're 1 a.m.ers, 4 a.m.ers. I mean, they came through. Yeah, they're like, we're not sleeping tonight. <laughs> <laughs> thank I you, guys. Yeah. Yes. Carmeet, always. And they got you covered. And yes, I love it. and and Shonik too. She is, yeah. They're saying, you know, we're icons. It's true, Shonik. You have such an incredible career, and this is such a next, a cool next evolution of your artistry and connecting Thank with you. the people that you have genuine connections with as well, because that's who you are in the industry. You know, you made such an impact with your, you know, creating ops and transforming people's lives in maybe through dance, but for their life. Like it's it's transitioned into their life and how they do whatever they do and choose to do, you know? Yeah. So, um, gosh, you know, it's funny. I've spoken about Aaliyah twice on IG lives. And the first time I said something about her and the last sentence I said was how much she impacted my life. And then my phone died. I was like, wow. Okay. Gotcha. <laughs> and then the second time I was talking to Tanika about, um, about Aaliyah and said something about how she's been, you know, whatever, a source of strength in my life. And then the IG got cut. Oh, okay. Gotcha. <laughs> and I was like, okay. And then we brought it back and I'm like, okay. Okay. You know. But just well, a, te a testament. <laughs> what? Chill. <laughs> What'd you say? I said, well, we can chill. Right. No. No, she is, she is, uh, we, we, one of the things we were saying is that just how strong her spirit still is to this day. Absolutely. Even for people that weren't born when she was alive, you know, that didn't know her, she is still so very present and there's something very angelic about her and she transcended, you know, like time and space. I don't know if that makes sense, but, um, you know, that experience was definitely intense. It was a marker in my life. It was literally, you know, August 25th, which was right before September 11th, you know, yeah. so, and my birthday was right in between there. It was a very yeah. powerful time in my life, 2001, where a lot of information came in and uh, a deep, a deeper connection for me into like why and what I was doing, you know, what I was passionate about and to stay on the course and to stay uh, tuned in, if you will, you know? Um, yeah. And ironically, everything in life, when it starts picking up quick, like the dolls, everything happens so quick. 
yeah. you know, you lose, you lose, you know, like you, you go on tour and everybody wants a piece of you and you're moving so fast at triple speed. So much happened. And it's like, I, I, I lost myself a little bit, you know, and I had to do a lot of work to kind of come back also. I mean, that experience had its own things that I had to repair my spirit with as well. Um, Period. Yeah. There's yes. just, it's life. I mean, everybody has experiences and PTSD from whatever they go through. And I'm just, um, you know, mixed in with the good things. Of so course. how do we, how do we turn it over so that, I mean, I choose, I always say I choose to remember the good things, the good parts, yeah. right? But it's not like you ignore what happened. You have to acknowledge it and work through certain things. And that's, that's our life's work. That's our life's journey. Yeah. So yeah. I think that yeah, you can stop it right there. That's our life's work. That's our life's journey and your life journey of week moving in. Cause you know how these lives are 10 minutes. Oh, yeah. cut, cut okay. Us off. okay. But okay. 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 Say thank you for, so much for sharing that because for me, it was a interesting time because you guys are my besties and I'm that time. I'm you guys were roommates. I'm waiting for a phone call because I was supposed to pick you guys up from the airport. So at oh least God. two of you guys, that little situation is still connected to like <gasps> the two, oh, yeah. you know what I mean? Two of my best friends in the world. So it just is, it's very, so that's the only reason why I bring it up for her and for you, because yeah. that is a genuine connection in that yeah, time. Yeah, and I were roommates and it was, it was, it was, it was, it was shock. And we were in shock. I remember being in the room. We were just like, silent watching the news and just going and we couldn't get through to anybody we couldn't reach anybody that was weird you know we have like cell phones like we do now right right and i remember kevin you know i was with kevin and he was on tour with uh he was he was oh my god what was the group diddy's group that group that i think lou choreographed for lou are you still here oh dream dream Dream. yes me and Luther were talking about that. Luther was here. Shout out Luke Brown, you guys. Yes. And that all of both of those are on YouTube already. If you want to check out some of the previous lives, they're on YouTube for show business. Yes. Luther on Lisette Bustamante and then both. Ashley. Um Yeah, Ashley, Ashley, exactly. Ashley yeah. did Beyonce. We're all like interconnected. It's all now. interconnected. And then my cousin Saba's hers will be on. Yep, Luke just said dream. We were yep. Lou, we were talking about that on, on your interview. And then Kevin did yes. the dream and he was on the MTV tour and they were all in like some Hummer limo when everybody got the information and Kevin thought that I was on the plane of because course. we were all supposed to go back together. Exactly. And we shot, we of course went overtime. We were on the yacht and we went overtime. So they were like, forget it. We're just going to stay here one more night and fly out in the morning. But Aaliyah was like, no, she wanted to get back to Damon, I think, you know. And so her immediate team went back with her, you know, hair, makeup. Um, She had a friend, a family friend from the church, somebody from the label. Like, she had her little team. Mm -hmm. So they took a little speedboat off the yacht and went back to the thing, got their shit together and got on the plane. And because they had to rush because there were no lights on the damn runway. We were like in Marsh Harbor, like it was, you know, small island. And for the rest of us, we were like, oh, well, it's not like we had to get back to go anywhere. So we took the boat, sailed back to the dock yeah. 
And it was yeah. one of the moments where we were like, this is the best fucking gig we've ever been on ever. We had playtime on the island before and after. And we were just sailing. And Fatima, for the first time ever, didn't go with Aaliyah. And she was her best friend. She was like, I don't really have to go back right away. Zuli is, you know, like she had this thing, but like for whatever reason, she didn't get on that plane with her. Yeah. You know, and there are reasons for things. And I just, I, I'm, I'm so grateful for the experience, um, but it was definitely traumatic, but I, I have turned it into a source of strength for myself um, when I listen to signs and when I hear things and like I said, her spirit is still very, very powerful and it's still here. So I, that's, I think that's true for a lot of people. I love that. And we thank you for that. Um, so then now you've moved into doing all these different, you know, your dance career, and then you've been doing PCD on the vintage club circuit. And then now they've got the recording deal and everybody goes wild. You're a rock star. And I then, called you. I remember calling you. What did, what happened? Tell me, I forgot. What happened? I called you when we signed the deal. We were like, oh, this might happen. And then when we signed, I remember I called you. I was like, so me. I was like, oh my God. Like it was crazy, right? That's right. You were like, you're like, oh my God, I do remember this. That was crazy. But we got to fast forward because everybody knows that part. That's the part yeah. they know as far as like, okay, right. killed it, boom, bam. Then you, then there was a time when you left because it was that yeah. time. And then things resurfaced. And then yes. from there, you guys, 10 years later, yeah. are like, we're back. And then 20 million views later of right. performing on um, X Factor, X Factor yeah. London, killing it. I mean, Thank I was you. like in tears. I, I, you know, it was uh -huh. like, we're watching my mom. We're all like, oh my God. You guys are like falling off, doing death drops water splash that was like the most production that i've ever yeah. seen in one piece in a long time ever done in general it was unbelievable so tell us about the experience of you guys now back and then now paused yeah <laughs> i mean basically in a nutshell it was incredible i mean you know obviously i had a kid during that time and sort of stepped away from that world um and it was honestly it was a little difficult because pursuing anything you know with a child you can't it's not like i wanted to go out on tour and leave her so it was kind of hard you know hi kay um, i love you Mwah. auntie Shella. she's in the other room but i'll tell her uh. <laughs> um but yeah and then so then you know the talks about coming back were really really exciting but logistically it was really complicated you know there's a lot of things and pieces of the puzzle but when it finally did happen and we came together it was like falling right back into place and and that fire and that synergy was there and we worked our fucking asses off for that yeah. performance four minutes probably and something and we did like the most we've ever done all the elements the hardest choreography you know mm -hmm. all packed in one medley it was intense yeah. but and not and not having been together for 10 years and what rehearsed in a week remember we were talking throughout the whole time you were like girl we gotta do yeah. a split now we're doing a back now it's a death drop we gotta try the water it was like lou, lou said i said lou said i said so many carving so many messages after watching that i was so happy <laughs> to see her back smashing i love you exactly. yeah I mean, yeah there were a lot of messages i missed I apologize. So <laughs> it 
was a it was a whirlwind and and from that moment it was a constant whirlwind you know like right back into where we left off which was cool and given that we're all so like up for it and ready i mean kim just freaking had her third baby it was insane Ooh, and came back snatched snatched so you know we all have a work ethic that i think you know stems from having the experience and having done it before which is great work ethic say that three yeah. times work <laughs> ethic Work ethic. Work ethic. Work ethic. That's yeah. my new single. <laughs> um, which you know. Anyways, yeah, that's a whole other. Yeah. To go into that thing, but yeah, so we were on a roll. We were just kind of getting so much momentum, and literally the day that I flew back from London was the day we were supposed to start rehearsing for the tour, and it was right. such a disappointment, but. You know, it's, it was what it was. Now, looking in hindsight, I'm like, I wish we would have, like, gotten a house and all done, like, a, like a you know, like a big brother kind of, like, yeah. you know, um, you know like, quarantine together quarantine and, together. and exactly. create it. You know Absolutely. what I mean? But, but we didn't know what it was going to be. None of us we, knew. And I was really, like, I can't be away from my family during this time, not, you know, when it's uncertain. So, yeah, yeah. You know, we had to do, but, but. We'll see. We're definitely going to be coming back. We are. We are definitely going to be doing those tour dates. Like they're not going away. It's just. You guys, hear that? you guys hear that? They're definitely coming back. They're definitely doing those tour dates. You don't have to worry about that. But it's it's going to be when it's going to be. It's going to be that time or whatever. Right. But all right. I know is when you guys came out and everybody was just kind of hearing. Yeah. Make a scene and get upset. Hey, that's my. It's a. It's a. It's a bop, right? It's a bop. When this came out, everybody said, "Oh, okay, these bitches is back for real. They're not playing." Hey, okay, everybody's going crazy in the comments, right? <laughs> you guys are so cute. Sometimes I can't hear it. Call me back. It's cut, it's cutting in and out. It's cutting out? Yeah. Ah. Yes. Hey. Yes, yes, you know, so um it was that's it's that was a whirlwind for sure, but we need to do more. You know, we'll, we'll get Definitely to it. More. So it now is um, your TikTok life, girl. You have, oh, <laughs> you've turned in your, you've turned in your, your two, your, your life for TikTok. You're obsessed. Remember our do... first one? Our yeah. first one was the Savage, the Savage Challenge. We were on FaceTime, you guys, like, like we were back in the day going, okay, let's figure out this Savage Challenge. And that was for me the funnest part. Me and Carmeet laughing, trying to learn, and, it, girl, like, trying to ah. learn this challenge. And then once that was done for me, I was like, peace out. I think I'm going to do another one soon. But with, girl, you there know, are so many. Carmeet is killing it. Tell right. us about Keala, my little baby, and tell us about your family at home and how you're, what you're doing. You got like two minutes to tell yeah. us before, okay. uh, before we hit it. But, well, basically, wait, Keala. Go ahead. No, go ahead. No, go ahead. Oh, okay. I was just saying, Kayla started by wanting to do TikTok, and now she has like 
barely any interest in it. And now I'm hooked, you know, it's funny. Of course. But you can waste a lot of time, like, looking at it. And there's so many. And I'm like, oh, I want to do this one. Oh, I want to do this one. But it's like each one is a setup that you got to, like, plan and then learn. Like, I, it's fun to learn the choreography. But there's a lot of them. They, they are fun. You could get really lost in it. So... What have you been doing during the quarantine? Because you got a homeschool, you're doing, you know, yeah. you're homeschool. Girl, yeah. what do you, do? you have yeah. to like learn math? Is it hard? Um, She's getting better at figuring it out, doing it all herself and then turning it in. So we finally found our little like, you know, rhythm and routine. Yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm honestly like, I'm just kind of getting tired. Like I, I need to, you know, I'm ready for something. For something, absolutely. So what about, um? I guess, what can, let, let's, you know, this is a good time for questions. I want to get a few questions in because we're going to tell everybody how much, oh, wrong, <laughs> but we moved. There we go. Nice. There we go. There we go. There we go. Ah! Let me get my, uh. Yeah. You. I mean, honestly, I just feel like, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. It's, I'm, I'm ready for things to kind of move forward. I know that it's a lot of, oh, they're, they're saying questions. Are there questions? Let's look at the questions. Yeah, let's see. Where are there are the questions? Tony Braxton, the Music Awards. Uh, oh, wow. Did somebody yeah. ask that? Somebody just said, talk about Tony Braxton, the Music Award, American Music Awards. Uh, how for BTP online? I'm not sure what that means. I don't have a question. We learned a lot today. Wait, BTP? <laughs> Somebody said BTP? Yeah. Oh, that's Broadway Theater Project. Yes, yes. I will be helping this this year with Broadway Theater Project. That's incredible. Deborah McWaters. Um, that's an incredible organization um, with Herman Payne. Uh, and they this year, like everybody's trying to transition, they're doing it through Zoom. So it's not going to be an actual like camp that they go to, you know, gotcha. so I will be helping with that. It's just a new format. We all have to try and still be the creatives that we, you know, desire to be and, and mm -hmm. do the things we want to do just in a different format for now. Yeah. For now, that, at least. The drinks yeah. with PCD. What is the what? drinks? The drinks with PCD? Oh, the happy hour thing? Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. Thing. they keep people are asking about hey you got to do the drinks with pcd or what is the drinks with pcd i'm not sure oh, what that oh you're talking about that. they're talking about we have a new like a um it's like gonna be basically our ig series kind of uh -huh. where yeah yeah it's gonna be called drinks with pcd can you give us any little tips on it can, um, can you give well, us any we have different well, it'll it just be it's it's like a like a fun chat because we all can't be together right now and we'll have a guest and you know so it's gonna be yeah it'll be fun you guys oh, cool. it's coming yeah. really soon really soon any questions guys hey why did you have the PCDs first time and made the return I couldn't understand that one it went fast oh thank what, you I think uh, learned oh what's something that you've learned during the quarantine and did you have you learned any new hobbies. Um, what I've learned is that you should not start drinking too early in the day. <laughs> exactly. Because I was like, have a mimosa ready. Remember I said that for this? But instead, I ended up with... <laughs> <Let's walk. laughs> 
Listen, I did it the That's other day. That's what I ended up with instead. I was like, I told her to have a mimosa ready, but I think I'm going this route. <laughs> I did it the other day for Andy's birthday, you know, and yeah. it was like margaritas. And by like 9 p.m., I had the worst headache. I was like, oh. <laughs> so I'm chilling on the drinking, but, exactly. you know. I hear that you. that was happening a little too often just because we're bored, you know. Yeah. So exactly. Anyways. Oh my god, my sister just said laughing my ass off because she knows. <laughs> I was like, no, nah, we can do a LaCroix. Um, any more questions? Serious question. When can we get new PCD merch? It's with the coming, dolls it's coming, back it's to, coming, coming, coming it's soon. Coming, coming, coming. Would the dolls ever come back to Belfast? Yes, of course. That's that's on the that's definitely on the map for our tours when we redo the UK date. So as of now, you know, we don't know what's gonna happen. We still are in that uncertain moment. So I can't give you any information on that, but it's Belfast will be there. Okay. Yeah. All right, so Meaty, leave uh, the show business audience with something. I don't know, a little note, a little mood. Ooh, a, a little melody, mood. A little melody. Ooh, okay, I know. You know, people, when I did my IG, the la like, the first time, I think, um, I did Don't and everybody was, like, loving it. So, I'll do, I'll do Don't and you do the recalls, okay? Okay, gotcha. Here we go. Okay, ready? Okay. Yep. I know you like me. I know you like me. <laughs> I know you do. <laughs> I know you do. <laughs> That's why whenever I come around, she's all over you. You. <laughs> I know you want it. I know you want me. It's easy to see. <laughs> it's easy to see. Hey! <laughs> and in the back of your mind, I know you should be with me. Yeah! Oh, uh, 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 don't you don't you sing it? Hot like me. Hey, oh! girlfriend was a freak like me. Let's like go. Me. Don't we said, don't you, baby? Hey, boom, boom, boom. Ah, get it, show. Hey. Look at you getting all freaky. You say, ah, ah, ah. Swap, 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 swap. Yes, girl, we have danced together so much. We and, have danced um, together so much. You know what? A cute little fun fact. You guys got to research this because I know the car, uh, car meet um hey luther said sing it show y'all yeah, you guys you saw my little melody there i tried to hit that couple of fun facts uh good burger me and car meet were in good burger together <laughs> another fun, another fun fact we were in next too close music video oh my god <laughs> I get so excited. Shout out to uh Jamal Sims. We gotta get him back on there. He's on my season, but I said we shout out to Jamal Sims. We gotta and Rosero who choreographed this. Yes. 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 He said they said that's a bop. It sure is a bop. Next too close was a bop. Oh, and then and then we did uh, Fly for a White Guy together. Oh, my God. We did do Fly for a White Guy. <laughs> Give it to me, baby. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Give it to me, baby. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Give it to me, baby. Uh-huh, All the good that I'm pretty. pretty for a white guy. <laughs> <laughs> so 
<laughs> Man. So yep. too close. You guys got you guys got some you guys got some research to do now. Because now we right. gave now gave you guys homework. So you gotta go find Good Burger, you gotta go find um Lots next too close. And you got to go find eight, pretty eight. fly for a white guy. So yeah. you guys give it to me, baby. Yes. Um, you know what, what you did talk about a little bit was Gwen Stefani and No Doubt. Right. Because that was a nice little piece of the puzzle that connected everything in. So at least give little Gwen a shout out because that connected a couple pieces. I mean, uh, God, the team hired me for... Uh, no doubt's bathwater videos the first video they ever had dancers in and we had so much fun and i just really clicked with the band and gwen especially we were kind of like the same realm you know like our styles our vibes like she was just like she's from oc you know she was kind of like with the boys i mean i even found last night pictures of myself from high school and it was like dude like all my homies were my boys you know what i'm saying like I <laughs> like so it was kind of we just clicked we became really close and we started hanging out and I told her about the dolls and you know she was really the key person that you know transitioned the dolls to be with Interscope when she did the doll show you know so I love her I'm so proud of her another person that has you know um transitioned and reinvented herself in this industry time and time again time again I time mean, time again yeah. And what's what's the transition was so cool because Luther's in here right now. Shout out to Luther, who is her creator, choreographer yes. at the moment. He's been killing it with all of yes. her stuff. And then now Carmeet had the, you know, some of the original stuff. Me and you remember when we did the uh bat we did bathwater for what award show was that? And we went oh, to Vegas. Yeah. Fergie. Oh yeah, I don't remember what show it was, but we were wearing the sailor stuff and Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was so cute. And Tracy Phillips. No. Well, the Taylor stuff was Fatima, and then we did that other one with Robin. Which one? Oh, yes. The Billboard Awards and stuff like that. Yeah. Yes. AMAs. I can't remember. Yeah, There's a lot the of them. Yeah, we yeah. did. But we did. basically, yeah, basically, I mean, you know, she's been definitely a, a big person you know, connected to the reason. I mean, we went on tour. The dolls went on tour with her first. Right. Finally did the show. Then she brought us on tour, no doubt. And then we, you know, we had already got signed with Interscope and then that transitioned. So there's been a lot of like pieces of the puzzle and people. And even thinking about that now, it's like, I feel fortunate to have worked with incredible artists that have not only given me something that I feel has been really special in the way of like taught me something valuable, mm -hmm. but also they themselves have maintained um, being a force in the industry, you know, from Ricky <laughs> Martin. I mean, Ricky has Ricky. sustained like this incredible career, you know, Beyonce, Gwen, you know what I mean? Just like Janet, like, like we, we, um, reinvented themselves time and time again yeah it's inspiring and you know there's because now everything's so fleeting like artists are so hot one moment hot the, no, they're, they're not you know what i mean so it's kind of um it's cool to see that and and i i aspire to be that way too you know i hope you know we can continue to do this and so it's been an honor to just come back i can't even explain the feeling you know the girls we've all been 
having our own lives and now coming back together, we're, we're stronger. So I just, um, hopefully we can kind of keep growing and hopefully we could all do more music together because that, you know, we're separate right now. So it's hard to get that together, but that's, you know, that's the plan. And you guys, oh my God, you guys give it up for my amazing bestie. I mean, the talented and the one and only Carmeet. Yeah, thank you, my mind. And the show me, the show is of the, the, the show. show. Uh, woo, thank so, you, not, right? If you guys are real, show, fan, you guys are real. Yeah, you guys are real. Hey, all right. Who you love? I cannot hear it. He's breaking out. Huh? Hey. Can't hear it. What about now? Yes. Shonique Sneed. I love this woman right here. We have been through, been around the world and I, 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 I. <laughs> I love on that. Tours. We've been on tours. We didn't talk about, we talked about that. Shootouts. <laughs> We've been in shootouts. Right. We've been earthquakes. <laughs> We've been in <laughs> pandemics. <laughs> when I think of you and I mean, we, we will have to find, before you post this like on YouTube, we'll have to find our Dookie Braids picture because like we've got <laughs> Dookie Braids from Crenshaw, like circa 1997 or eight, right? Something like that. Like that's OG. Like oh, OG. And OG. we like we had the Carmeet had the uh, the gold braids. I had the black braids. We had cross colors on, and we were on Crenshaw back to back, back, back like this. And we cannot find these pictures, so we're gonna search for those pictures so we can. Um, share them with you guys but like i said uh all your fans are, i'm telling them they've got homework and they said they're excited to go and do their homework so, <laughs> do your homework uh find find uh give it to me baby find um yeah uh, well no pretty fly for a white guy find yep. too close find good burger tag car meat tag me yeah thank, thank you guys for being here show business live car meat i love you I love you, boo. Thank you so much. Congratulations for doing this show. And I mean, more, many more memories to make moving Absolutely. forward after we get out of this moment. So I'm sending you love. I love you. Love you, boo. <laughs> Show.
Show.